Hello and welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number 211 for the week of June 8th, 2020. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment recorded each week from New York City and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. Space. And, and right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. Hello! 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 What's up, bro? <laughs> That's good. I did the fucking, uh, <laughs> the kid picks. Hello! <laughs> Hello! Oh my god. Yo, can you load up kid picks? Do I they don't still know. Have also, that? that name honestly did not hold up <laughs> at all. Bro. Like, you can't, I'm not even gonna bother Googling that shit. Do not Google kid picks. Listen, I'm already on some kind of watch list for, for my, <laughs> for my radical beliefs and my Twitter yeah, feed alone. Facts. You uh, don't want to be on that watch list, though. I Jesus do not want Christ. Yeah. Don't want that energy out there. Uh, what's going on, man? It's Chill, been man. it's been quite the week. Bro. It's been quite a week. Uh, we were talking off air about like all the stuff that's been going on, and it's uh, oh my god, ice cream man outside. Ice cream um, man is all right outside. No, sorry, <laughs> no, it's all good. But we were just talking offline about you know what's been going on, and the city is is in a uh, metamorphosis right now, and it uh, we don't know where it's going to head. But um, we're we're trying to stay hopeful, trying to stay positive, and trying to keep bringing you guys a decent show and maybe you know some much needed comfort. And hopefully, you can uh, you know not distract yourself, but you know what I mean. Like, what's what's the word? Yeah, just you know, uh, comfort yourself with this without without yeah. voices, right? with our dulcet tones. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I agree, man. I, I've I've been like I said, I think last week when, when uh, Jeff was on the show, um, been taking uh, moments to step away, turn off stuff, recharge. Um, it's important, man. Like it's important to not lose sight of that because this is going to be a long fight. Yeah, and uh, we got to really conserve our energy because this is this is you know uh, to quote the great philosopher uh nipsey hustle right the marathon continues so it's not just going to be a thing that happens overnight um so i you know like you said i'm glad that our listeners are at least finding some sort of uh, comfort in the show and an outlet to not only just listen to us but talk to us in the discord send us emails tweet at us um before we start though i want to shout out uh nico apple cider witch who's on the show a couple weeks back Uh, i want to shout out um Dante, Video Dante, uh, all the organizers for the the Hot Gamers Collective, which I guess I'm now a part of. I'm going to uh, drop a flex bomb for myself, though. Uh, I've never really considered myself a hot gamer. I guess I'm a medium, I'm a lukewarm gamer. Hot gamer uh, summer. But, you called it. Hey, oh shit. <laughs> it, it, stay inside, baby. You're not going outside. Um, you know, so yeah, I wanted to shout them out. We we did a, a charity stream or fundraising stream rather, uh, where we raised funds for the National Bail Fund and local mutual aid yeah. groups. Um, that uh, it's an extensive doc that Dante put together with like that explains it all. I'll, I'll probably I'm definitely putting it in the show notes this week. So, uh, well, I'm sorry, in the newsletter. So if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, uh, subscribe to the newsletter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm super proud. We raised over thirty-one thousand dollars, which is so fucking amazing. I, I'm I'm surprised. Uh, I'm proud to to be a part of that, and I'm surprised that we we hit that number. And and I'm uh you know I'm I'm grateful to everybody that tuned in and, and donated and showed your support and shared it and tweeted it out because I think now more than ever we got to really like um we got to really like you know look out for ourselves. Like we're we're kind of all we got. We always say that kind of stuff yeah. even amongst our friends. Um. 
And uh, yeah, I, w- I was listening to um, so Spawn on Me. Khalif's been doing incredible work, especially in the wake of everything that's been going on. So sure. super, super big shout out to Khalif and, and Spawn on Me and all the guests he's been having. And I was listening to the. Also, by the way, I'm putting. A, I'm definitely putting a link in the in this in the uh, newsletter this week for Spawn on Me. Their episode titled "A Lesson in, in Blackness" mm-hmm. is so I think essential listening. He got um, a bunch of content creators and streamers on the stream with him, and they they were talking about how like yeah we have to really start supporting our our own. Like we've tried to step in here and try to become a part of the the machine as it has already been working, and it's just it's clearly not working for us. So I think now more than ever, I've been you know motivated to try to reach out to folks uh who are doing the same thing who have been having the same discussions right um because you know after a certain point you got to realize you look around you're like hey we're all trying to go to this thing why don't we all just like link up and build together because it's just it makes more sense that way you know so um super huge shout out to everybody out there still doing what they're doing that's so beautiful man like getting all those people together and doing all that stuff and just raising that much money is like huge man Huge. Yeah, for right. sure, oh, for sure. So dope. Would you would you play on there? Oh, I played the uh, Tetris Effect. I played it for an hour. Um, shout out to Heather and Mo, our, our Discord mod, and I, you know Heather, you know Heather, the, the homie. Uh, yeah. She's all right, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, they they were on the stream with me, and uh, shout out to Chase. Who 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 fucking challenged me and was like, "Yo, for every perfectress, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna give this much money." And I was like, "Oh, word!" So I, <laughs> oh, I hit the uh, the zone button and I just, shoo, man, don't don't let me get <laughs> Um Yeah, man, it's it's been it's been interesting. It's it's been cool, but I'm also like, I think I'm like I said, right? I think it's time to take time for yourself and and yeah. re-energize and try to remain positive and you know a lot of that is playing some games some of which satisfy satisfied very different needs so i'm very curious yeah. to see your playlist this week yeah uh want me to just kick it yeah, off yeah please so i've been in this like I, we, we kind of mentioned it off air but like i've been well, not not the games but uh i've been kind of like punishing myself lately <laughs> and it continues into my games because like I, I end up watching a lot of the stuff that's going on and you know, I I'm reading all the Twitter feeds and I'm getting angry and I'm getting happy and I'm just absorbing it all, right? And that's probably not the healthiest way to go about your day. Like yeah. um on on, you know, forty eight hours, you know, seventy two hours, just keep going with that stuff. You can't you can't do that all the time. You need you need breaks. But I keep doing it, you know. I'm a hypocrite. Um but yeah, so I was like, let me do that in video games, right? Mm-hmm. I need something to punish me. So I just needed a challenge. I needed to get my like anger out. So I booted up uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Nice. And I haven't played this game in probably like three months, four months. And it's I like jumped in right where I left off, and I couldn't remember how to play the game. And there was a bull that was on fire. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck what am I this? doing here? <laughs> I was like, yo, it jacked me up probably like uh, 10 times before I was like able to beat it. And I cheesed the hell out of it. Nice. And uh, But it felt good. Like it, it felt good to like do that. And then I got to another part where like I'm stuck. There's this like big dude with like a spear and I can't kill him. There's like 100 people I got to kill and then I got to kill him. And I don't know how to do all the moves. So... 
long story short, I ended up putting this game down, right? <laughs> so I'm like, let me go to a game that I love from this developer. And I booted up Bloodborne. And I started a fresh uh, game of Bloodborne. And I'm having a way better time with Bloodborne. Nice. I can grasp the, the gameplay a little bit better. Like, I can gr- grasp the control scheme. Um, like, I've played this game a couple times, so I, I know the flow, you know? Like, it's not uh, unfamiliar to me. So I'm having a ton of fun with Bloodborne. I haven't gotten that far because I, I started, like, yesterday, last night. Mm. And I played a little bit this morning. Um, and, man, the... the you you have to play this game, Paul. At some point, please. Oh my God, I have it Dude. installed. Just play it. Just play it. It's so good. Like um, the lore is just great, and um, the atmosphere is just phenomenal, and uh, the the style of this game is just so sick, and it's just really, it flows so well. Yeah. If you like Sekiro at all, I think you would love Bloodborne. Huh? Um, yeah. I I yesterday I was making room on my hard drive and I passed by Sekiro and I was like, no, I'm gonna keep that on my hard drive. I'll probably go back to that. <laughs> but then yeah. it just stays there. And I, but like I think I th- the last thing I remember in that game was I did the like I navigated the area with, like with the that big ass snake or whatever. And then okay. uh, and then I put it down. I think I beat the boss that was sort of after that. I think he's like a dude on a horse or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a fun fight. Yeah, and I, I it did it like a million times. And when I finally won, I, I was like, fuck yeah. And then I think that was enough. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm good. And I put it down. Um, but I do want to go back to it. But now that you've got, now that you're talking about Bloodborne, I'm thinking about maybe Bloodborne just is so good. God damn it. So good. It's one of those games that's just like, It'll be one of my favorites for forever. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard to change my mind on that. But um, yeah, and then my go-to game this week has been Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Hmm. Uh, I haven't been playing like the uh, Warzone um, Battle Royale at all. Hmm. Um, I've been playing just uh, yeah, Team Deathmatch, like hardcore, which is like two shots and you die. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been playing that with uh, my roommate and a couple of friends, um, you know, that I grew up with. And it's been this like weird bonding experience for all of us again. And it's just a good time to like release and just, you know, shoot shit, you know, literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been great. We, we talk about a lot of stuff and we joke around and it's, it's like a therapy session every day, you know, like just hearing from my friends and seeing how they're holding up. And, you know, what protests they went to today and that type of thing. Yeah. It's been really, really dope. So definitely shout out to Guardy and Dixon and Greg. Um, shout out to those guys. Um, we, we put in work. We put in work. Yeah? Um, you, got, you, guys, those are the f- you guys are not trash? I, I mean, sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I'm, I'm, bad, I'm terrible, bro. Like, it, it's funny when you hear, like, you know, Dixon's laugh. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he's just, like, laughing at you because you went, like, 3 and 16 oh, or something damn. like that. It's so funny, man. Um, but yeah, like we're we're we're, we're decent. We're decent. All right. Um, we don't. I, I personally don't take it too serious. But um, yeah, man, the, that game is just is dumb fun. Dumb fun. Yeah, it's kind of kind of dumb militaristic right fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No problems at all with that game. <laughs> no problems at it. That game is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what about you, man? Like that's all really I've been playing. Oh man. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I've, I'm still doing the ring fit thing. Uh, oh, you got abs now, bro. It's I'm not. So here's the thing. A while back, I bought two Ecuadorian 
soccer jerseys. There were very clearly knockoffs, but I didn't give a shit because they looked good. Um, <laughs> so I bought them home. I didn't like. I didn't really try them on. I, like I, I think I did try one on, but like I remember them being a little snug. You know what I mean? And I yeah. put I put one of them on yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, there's a little room in here now." Like, <laughs> yeah, I got two XT. Yeah, what is this? I got a tall <laughs> T now. So it, it's I actually have lost a little bit of weight, and um, you know, I'm starting to like yeah, get a, a, a little bit toned up a little. Like you know, not not like I'm not you know uh, completely uh, like brolic yet, but I feel like yeah. I'll, I'll you know if once I introduce more of a like structured thing with like you know whenever the world is stops being on fire and the pandemic starts to become at least somewhat controllable and I can have access to weights and stuff. Then I really want to get into it because I'm, I'm finding actually like before it used to be like, all right, it's, it's quarantine time. You know, I have to remain somewhat active because I'm sitting at a desk for however long every day. And, you know, I've cut out the commute, so I'm not really climbing stairs and all this stuff. So, and now it's become, well, okay, now it's time to do ring fit because I got to get this fucking energy out. I have all this, like, like you said, right? I have all this rage and yeah. um, I just got to like, ah, I have to like fucking squat. I got to squat it out. <laughs> yeah. We're... Uh, so uh, it's been good. And also just to see like the calorie, the, 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 the numbers, like the estimates for how many calories you're burning slowly start to go up and become more like consistent over time. And I've been raising the difficulty level and, and, you know, trying to remember, you know, it's, so it's been good to track that progress and, more than anything feel that progress um mm-hmm. both physically and mentally just knowing that like hey wow like i just climbed you know three flights of stairs uh, i'm not usually as winded as i normally get or, or that kind of stuff so that that is continuing which is great um in addition to that uh i'm also finding time to I, i've been streaming tetris effect more recently I, I made the call to just like I think just play Mafia 3 offline um, just for my own sake, um, right. just to kind of absorb that right now. Because I don't I don't necessarily want to like put some of those images and, and things out there right now, especially even though I, I think it's saying some really important things and I think it's addressing some really cool topics. I just don't think like right now is a great time to have that kind of stuff out there. Um, that's understandable. Yeah. So I, I've been playing Tetris Effect on stream, which has been really cool. And that, that's what I also played on the on the stream as well for the for the fundraising uh, stream. And man, that is a game that at one point meant something for me, and now especially means something entirely different. Especially that last metamorphosis level, uh, it it has some very specific lyrics in it that uh, hit differently right now because that game is is um, so the story for Tetris Effect is actually kind of. Well, not kind of. It's very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it in my review when I, way back when when I reviewed it, and it's it's always fun to like mention that to people whenever they were like asking me about Tetris Effect because they're they're always confused right. and ask me. It has a story mode, and it's not like you know a traditional single player campaign story mode. It's definitely more of a loose theme that it's trying to communicate to the audience about life and your your place in the universe and all this kind of abstract stuff because it's very Mizuguchi. It's very like trippy in that way, which I, I've always loved and appreciated, very abstract. But uh, some of the songs aren't so much because they have lyrics to them. And some of the words are very comforting, especially during this, this moment. And uh, just constantly remind me how how big everything is, but also how much importance you can have in in this kind of moment how much of an impact you can have in these kinds of moments so yeah. it's been it's been nice to 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 play that game 
also kind of like you were talking about earlier that that therapeutic thing about Tetris. I think someone in the Discord the other day, I forget who it is, I apologize, but they were saying that their partner was asking is there some sort of strategy to Tetris? Like what's the strategy? Like how do you play basically? Mm. And I was talking I, I never really thought about it at that level i kind of always loosely give tips and stuff while i play but the more i thought about it the more i considered how much of a therapeutic experience it is to neatly stack and build a thing because you're uh, in the moment you're constantly just solving little problems one by one as they come and then but you can't lose sight of the ultimate goal which is to like clear the, the screen right after you finish building so it's a really cool exercise in building and and clearing mm-hmm. building and clearing and and it's and when you encounter a problem which i think is the the hurdle that most folks struggle with with tetris it becomes a new challenge then you go okay so here's my new it can become a new challenge or it can become something you you get to later if you especially in tetris effect where you can use the zone effect or as you get better with tetris you can ignore the smaller hiccups until you get to them later um so it's a really cool lesson in uh, trying to manage these challenges as they come, but also not letting go of the fact that you can't lose your cool. You can't let the stuff that happens as a mistake uh, phase you in that way because the moment it does, that's when it all starts to, to collapse. And that and that can go. That can be applied to anything, right? That can be applied to work. It can be applied to Damn, sports. Yeah, it really is. And like that's why I always joke and and I always I always say Tetris is life, Tetris is love because it really is. It, it's it's about learning how to adapt, constantly learning how to adapt. And and you do it so much that it becomes muscle memory. And when you encounter a a challenge that actually defeats you, you go, "Oh shit, okay, this is new. This is going to be and it's always about constantly getting better." So, yeah, I Love Tetris. I I know it's not for everybody. I know puzzle games in general aren't for everybody in the way that like fighting games really aren't for me. But I can still appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, Tetris Effect right now. If if you have kind of slept on it, I think now is a beautiful moment to get into it. I know it's kind of tough for some folks, but I'm I'm always happy to give some help and give some tips if I can. Uh, Could you like explain the Prefectress? Because I saw a couple clips of you getting some and i was like that looked dope but i don't know exactly what you did (laughs) yeah yeah so the perfectress so it's uh so in the in tetris effect specifically they introduced this thing called zone mechanic or zone so you uh you hit one of the triggers and then it freezes it like freezes the board and it also freezes the rate at which the pieces drop so you can safely Put them, excuse me. <clears throat> put them into place. <laughs> getting emotional. Um, you can put them into place wherever you you want them to go. And anytime you clear a line, whatever line you clear gets pushed to the bottom, and everything um, floats to the top. Mm-hmm. So it's a really great way to dig yourself out of holes, especially if you've made a little like air bubble, which is what I call them. Like if you make, if you're not neatly packing in the matrix with every square or every. Um, Every part of that grid is filled with a block. If you right. leave a, an empty space, you can actually like dig those up and like let them surface to the top. So I think that's a great way to help people who normally get stuck with Tetris dig themselves out of holes. If, however, if you're a Tetris mattress like your boy, <laughs> um, you can use zone mode to maximize your score. So every time you clear a line, 
it is counting how many lines you clear and based off how many lines you clear it it gives you a um uh what's the word it just it gives you it lets you know how many lines you cleared so if i clear eight it's like i think it's like an octetris or something like that if i clear 10 it's whatever it's a do decatris whatever i forget what it is um I'm dumb. But then if you hit 18, that's a that's a perfectress. I think I think that's the threshold for perfectress. There is something better than perfectress called an ultimatress, which I've only seen once or twice happen like on Twitter. It's like extremely impossible to do. It takes a lot of like planning and execution and it is I don't know if I don't even know if I'll ever be able to do it maybe <laughs> one day um if I stick with Tetris effect for the rest of my life. But it's super tough, man. It's super tough. But but a perfectress is tough. Like a perfectress, right. you have to because because after a while, the the grid isn't being cleared. It's just it's uh it's Rising being moved up. to the bottom. Right. Yeah. So so the the playing field shrinks to the point where when you're at the perfectress level, I think you only have three lines to like you know maneuver Workers. your pieces. Oh. Yeah. Ah. So um. That's why, you know, one of the tips I always give folks when they're playing Tetris is like try to, try to, uh, when you're stacking, try to make sure it's, it's even so that way it's not too lopsided. Cause if you have like, you know, something jutting from the middle of it, it's going to be tough to find a, a piece, uh, a place for a piece to fit because you didn't accommodate for, you know, uh, a square or you didn't accommodate for, right. uh, whatever. So yeah, Tetris is life and <laughs> everyone should play it. Uh, in addition to that, I uh, played a little bit more Minecraft Dungeons, um, which is uh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of like a shut your brain off kind of game. Talk to folks, uh, you know, even play solo sometimes. Like it, it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, it's also again, it's also on Games Pass. So like if if you you know, if, I'm I'm really waiting for it to enable crossplay so I can play with more folks. That would be cool. Yeah, because I I have like I have a switch code on ice. I'm just like waiting to uh, for the the patch to hit, so I could be like give it to my partner or like right. I don't know, like a, my, my brother or something. Um, in addition to that, oh, I played a little bit more Mafia Three today, and that game continues to blow my mind. I didn't realize that as I'm playing the game. First of all, the story continues to be super super dope. Uh, I'm just doing a little bit of like optional missions here and there, and then uh, you can collect stuff in the world. So you can collect album like vinyls. And then you go into your menus, you can see like the album art, which is really, really cool. You can uh, collect, there's like communist propaganda posters uh, pasted throughout the city. And if you like, you have to like take them down and collect them. There's uh, Playboy magazines. There's like like four categories of stuff (laughs) or eight categories of things you can collect. And so here's where it gets wild. So I was like today for the first time, because I usually, I was streaming it before. It's like, I'm not about to open these Playboy magazines up on stream. Right. So, um, Today, uh, I hopped into the menu to my collectibles window and I was looking through like the Playboy. They're not like the full magazines, obviously, but they will, some of them will have like the, the like the spread of whoever the model is for that year. And it's like, it's from like 67, 68. So you're seeing the models and then you're also seeing the articles that accompany those, uh, photo spreads and you're seeing the way, like the kind of language they use. Like there was, yeah, like one year it was like this um, this Asian American model, and and the way they you know referenced her family business had some outdated words, and Oof. the way they might have even described her. So, and then they, but then you go even further, and you go to other magazines, and some of them are like excerpts of interviews of like Kennedy's 
one of Kennedy's cabinet members um, who was talking about, you know, the Vietnam War and uh, and then, you know, you go to another magazine and it's like, and, you know, some titties and then you go to another magazine <laughs> and it's like, uh, here is another article about this. So it's like you're actually getting – you talked about like teasing apart that lore. It, right. It's like – it's that same thing about an actual historical time and, you know – I've I've heard you often describe like the the gear and destiny and stuff like that, and I feel like that's how I'm teasing apart more context of the of that time period, which to me is so fascinating, yeah. especially right now. Um, right. Yeah. Because the last time I streamed it, I was like driving, and the radio uh, DJ who was voiced by uh, I'm blanking on his name. He did the voice for. Uh, Oh my god! He did the He's voice like, "This is nephew Walking Tommy, Dead. and you own a Steve Harvey." No, <laughs> no, 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 no! It wasn't like that. It was like that. It was uh, it's a dude who did the the Walking Dead voice, the Clementine. Oh yeah, that okay, guy. that guy. Oh, good. Uh, I forget his name, but yeah. um. Amazing voice actor, but he he's like reading, you know, obviously from a script, but he's playing like a DJ, and he's talking about, you know, uh, the civil rights movement. He's talking about police brutality. He's talking about like shit, like real shit that like continues to happen today. And, um, man, it, it's hitting extremely different right now. And I, as much as, as much as I'm engaged with the story revolving the, the organized crime and stuff, the, all that extra stuff is so, it does such a good job of putting you into that world. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm driving around listening to that music and like, I'm, I've, I've been to Louisiana, I've been to New Orleans, especially like twice. And like, I love, I love New Orleans and, um, seeing that the different parts of New Orleans, not just the, you know, the French quarter, but like just, you know, everything about New Orleans to me, I, I love it. Like the, so, so being in that location and, you know, that time period, especially gives it a, a sense of presence that I haven't felt in other games. And I've said this before in other episodes, but man, I can't stress it enough. Like if any of that stuff sounds interesting to you right now, like I, I can't recommend this game enough. It's, it's blowing my mind so much. Yeah. I think uh, we mentioned it. Like, I, I don't know what kept me from this, this game or the series in general, but uh, I don't even know what it was. I've heard nothing but good things about this game specifically, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, man, um, I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. And then, um, yeah, I, put up a tweet on i think thursday asking folks because it was because oh i forgot to mention um well i didn't put in the news but sega turned 60 years old this week and we are you know definitely both sega kids we grew up on sega consoles and you know sega had such a huge impact on my childhood that i put up four games from pretty pretty distinct eras of of sega's legacy I, i put up jet set radio um, to vote on for me to stream i put yakuza zero um shining force 2 which mo has been telling me about a lot and then um i forget what the last oh crazy taxi because i just fucking love crazy taxi um and uh everyone voted for yakuza zero so i'm, I'm playing it again for the second time now i started it up on stream and played it for a few hours and uh there was some folks in the chat that were hanging out with us and i it's, it's kind of the escape i need right now it's it's a very wacky uh sometimes serious soap opera revolving these right. gangsters who are also very like at least in Kiryu's case very i can hear, i can hear your your roommate over here um what's it called uh sorry dude. uh there it's a, 
No, 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 no. It's fine. It's actually kind of funny. Um, it's just like kind of exactly what I needed right now. That that wacky soap opera, um, action game that's also extremely comical, and it is hitting every button I needed it to hit right now. And I haven't even gotten to the cabaret club yet, so um, I'm probably gonna stream the rest of that game. It, it, you know, it'll probably take me a while to finish it, but I figure, yeah, you know, maybe I'll do like a, a stream series where we play this. Uh, maybe a couple times a week, and I go through the entire series. I don't know. I'm still floating with that idea because that seems like a Herculean task, but I'm also trying to remember uh, that sometimes I just want to play these things for fun. So um, yeah, maybe it'll be a combination of those things. I got to I gotta play one of those games. I have like two of them on PlayStation, but I just never got in into it all to, uh, completely. Yeah. Uh, like I've started up, it, I started it up like multiple times, but it just haven't gotten into it. I'm hoping that... Um, that next game that comes out, uh, I forgot what it's called. It's like Dragon oh, yeah. something. Like tra- the way of the no, that's, that's that's a Bruce Lee movie. Like a dragon. <laughs> like a dragon, yeah. Um, like a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Touch for the bit. All right, um, but yeah, why don't you play it up until when that comes out? Like you go through it get as yeah. far in the series as you can until that comes out. That'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that. I'm also, I'll also probably play it like on my own time, just to speed things up, do all the like, you know, the busy work stuff, get that out of the way. But uh, yeah, I, I will say I have, I, I forgot how slow Yakuza Zero starts. So if you if you do start up Yakuza Zero, especially, um, it takes a while to get going. Yeah. But once it does, man, oh man, it's so good, it's so <laughs> so good. Yeah, you agree with me, buddy? Um, <laughs> Yeah, you hear that? Biker That's boys for lot. black lives, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> let's do it. Um all right, cool. Let's uh let's move into the news this week. Oh yeah. Um kind of got a a few interesting a few interesting things that happened. Uh so uh previous guest on the show, Dia Lucina, has a weekly column on Paste about uh video game music and highlighting like some of her favorite pieces and stuff. And she had a really cool post about um it's really like kind of honest post about wanting to do one that highlighted black video game p- composers mm-hmm. and the, the the title of the piece is called audio logs where are all the black video game composers and um it's something that she is in in the in the writing of the, of the piece had a hard time finding black video game composer uh composers and uh man it's a it's a really fascinating piece about having a hard time finding that stuff but then also realizing that, you know, it, it's not an uncommon thing for these spaces to be predominantly white yeah. and lacking, especially in in this kind of thing. But um, I don't know if you got a chance to, to see this or like when when she tweeted about it or whatever. But I do remember when it came this. up. But I, I also um, I didn't I didn't read the article. I'm not flag it right now, but I can imagine it being, you know, uh, such a hard task to find something like this. Um, it's just one of those things like we know so many names in the industry and video game music and you know we are always like Yuzo Koshiro is always in our you know name to like grab bag you know like yeah it would it would I would need how many references just to get a black name like I would have to be schooled on that Um, but like yeah. this is an interesting topic just to even you know, uh, dissect like, yeah, 
just yeah like, it, it's like a bit yeah, from, from here i'm just reading it was like why do we have to go to white composers to recreate acid house uh fake reggae and what was the other thing that she said and hip-hop and hip-hop yeah beats. it's like yeah <laughs> why yeah <laughs> so true yeah man uh this is uh interesting as fuck man i'm, I'm excited yeah, to read you- this though actually I, I remember like a long time ago tweeting. I mean, it, it was even a blind spot of my, of my own, right? Like mm-hmm. I remember a long time ago tweeting about how like, man, I would really love if uh, Flying Lotus did the, the soundtrack for at least a part of the soundtrack for the new Streets of Rage. Because mm-hmm. this is when it was still like, right. we're looking for people. We're trying to build a team or whatever. So I was like, man, if, y'all don't, if you don't have like, because I mean, they were literally in that documentary too, right? Like Flying Lotus, right. Just Blaze and like uh, uh, Thundercat. Like they're all talking about this game. I'm like, hey, like give it to them they're fucking amazing musicians right. let's let's let you know and then i was like looking at the the soundtrack and i and i was you know scratching my chin like oh wait a minute like for a game that for an original series that was inspired by like detroit house music and, mm-hmm. and the scenes from london and new york and chicago and predominantly um and this is a fact like created by black people like it's kind of a curious thing that they were left out of the equation. Um, so I wonder, uh, it's obviously a blind spot in this industry outside of composing, especially, mm-hmm. um, but it is, it is really cool to have, especially Dia's voice behind something like this. And, and, you know, reading it was fucking awesome. Cause it's, it's really cool to see that, you know, those questions being raised without pulling those punches. And right. um, I think she put the call out and I think there were a lot of responses, which is amazing. So I'm looking forward to this week's um, post, this week's uh, audio logs. So hopefully we can follow up with this next week. But yeah, it was it was interesting to, to think about that for a second because it even made me, because I've also been doing a lot of reflecting on the way I consume stuff and talk about things and, and what things we, we failed to mention. Yeah. Um, because you know, you like in some way, you know, you got to take part of the blame, right? You're a little bit complicit. And, Absolutely. And we, we, you know, as much as we talk about how Fortnite was stealing black culture and repackaging it, and you know, renaming it, especially like and profiting off of it, we talked about that at length. Right. Um. So yeah, it's got me thinking a lot about that too. About what what other blind spots do I have? And I think that's. I think that's great. I think it's great. It's, it, that's, it only means that from here on out, we're just we're doing we're kind of doing it like a diagnostics check. <laughs> no, that's and, legit right there. <laughs> yeah, and we we really got to fix this shit because uh, yeah, man, I, I, a part of me really really wants still wants that Flylo, Streets of Rage. I mean, soundtrack. you already know they're know. like it's proven that they're fans of the stuff, so I, I would right, think it right. it only makes sense. And they have experience with like the rock star stuff and. You know, yeah. So I, yeah, it's, it seems only right. But like you said, there is like a huge blind spot that even I like. I don't even think about sometimes. Like uh, you know, it's a lot of things you don't you don't question because it's been the status quo for so long. Um, Word. But I think this is a great um, topic to to keep coming back to. Maybe you know, compile a list when it's all yeah. said and done. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to the next audio logs for sure. Um, <laughs> All right, cool. Our next story again. Sega Kids, we're back here. Um, Sega Sega's Game Gear Micro is four fifty dollars consoles with four games each. 
This is taken from The Verge. Did you get a chance to check this nah, out? Yeah, it looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't like cheap I, shit like this. It's it is such a cash. I mean, it feels like a cash grab. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not gonna lie. Like seeing the yellow and the blue and the red ones, I'm like, oh my god, I kind of <laughs> want them. But I'm I'm probably gonna buy them when they're like twenty bucks in the like for sale bin in Best Buy or whatever. Seriously. Um, because yeah, it 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 definitely the the reason why it feels like a cash grab for those who don't know is they're they're releasing four different Game Gear Micro portable consoles. So the the trend is con- seeming seemingly continuing with taking these uh, re- repackaging these old retro games and these little plastic things that you go out and buy or or order for delivery, whatever. Um, and they have four of them. Uh, they have a black one, a blue one, a yellow one, and a red one. And um, the the thing I I guess I should also mention is it's tiny as Fuck. Yeah, like super like, tiny. It is like ridiculously tiny. I don't know if I even want to play a game that way, but um, a part of me, like in the same way that I have all these fucking retro consoles sitting <laughs> on my entertainment console, it's like I also kind of want to put these on a shelf and just be like, look at this little kid. And that's exactly who they're going after. Absolutely. And, it's, and I'm falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. Which, but as, as, which one would you okay. grab? Oh man, all of them, but I probably would would go for let me see, let me see cuz they have the games listed out here. Let let me let me list them out for everybody. The black model comes with Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, Royal Stone is probably that one. The blue one comes with Sonic Chaos, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Sylvan Tail, Baku Baku Animal. The yellow one comes with Shining Force Gaiden. I'm not going to read this whole thing. Three Shining Force games. <laughs> uh Naz, Nazo Puyo Aruru Noru. Um, rolls right off the tongue, and then the red one comes with Revelations, the Demon Slayer, Megami Tensei Gaiden, Last Bible Special, the Gigi Shinobi, and Columns. Um, I probably would get the black one just because those are like four games I I know right, you're and, and kind of like. Yeah, yeah. But what about you? I would I would say the same. I wonder if these are like were maybe um like region specific like releases or something like that for the oh. for to do this. You know, like maybe like the game here in Japan came out with these these games at the bottom or you know the ones in in the uk came out uh in a different order or something like that but yeah i, I mean i yeah. i have a game gear well my brother my older brother had one um this would be cool just to like let my nephew like play with you know just to like get a taste of what, oh, yeah. what our childhood was like but man i don't i hate this <laughs> like i really i hate <laughs> yeah. it I hate it. I hate yeah. it. It's just so small that I think it's that that's the thing that's really fucking with me on top of the fact that they are packaging it with four games each. It's like yeah. technology has come far enough that you can throw. We know it's possible. Like you can you can throw 100 games on on these little things. So. Son, if this was twice as big, had all uh, what is it? 16 games. Right. And you got you my know, money. It, like, that's the thing. Yeah. It was 100 bucks. Pfft. No problem. Yeah, I don't, I'm I don't, not buying that. I don't like that. This shit is nasty. Yeah, it's nasty. But it also has the uh, the little big window attachment you can add to it that like magnifies yeah, yeah, the yeah. screen because the screen is one point fifteen inch big. I guess like you know, yeah, wide. Which is like, what the hell is that? Who can? Yeah, this is not for millennials. It's definitely for for Gen Z with their with their good vision and shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, kind of a bummer. I was like, when I heard about the news, I was like, oh, cool. And then I saw the trailer and saw how tiny it was. And I was like, why would I ever want that? Um, and the answer is, is because I want it on my shelf, I guess. Yeah, thanks. Uh, all right. Well, uh, 
our next story uh, is is from Kotaku. Um, so yeah, titles: Game companies say they're supporting Black Lives Matter, but few are offering specifics. So this was a really dope piece. Shout out to Ethan who wrote this, um, outlining what companies are doing individually, and then asked, and I think they reached out for comment to see what they were doing because I think one of the things, and, and you know, to to be fair, there are companies actually putting their money where their mouth is and they're donating to causes and, and organizations and, and funds and stuff. But a lot of this, the statements seem, at least in my eyes, very empty. They're, they're very, you know, we stand with the black community right. and we condemn this and whatever. And for me, I, I tweeted about it, especially recently. I've been kind of going off on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> as of late. Um, and to me, it felt very per- performative, right? And it, and it seems... Even even at that level, it feels like it's lacking because it's it's not really addressing you know what they're doing, but also what they're doing internally. Because we know that these are we just talked about not being able to find black composers, right? So we're we're talking about and I we how many times have we talked about problematic representation with video game characters? And right. man, it would have been cool if I was in the fucking room. I would have been like, nope, maybe not yeah. do that. Um, so. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm curious to get your thoughts on on these statements, and you know, if any one of them even stood out to you at all. I mean, it's it's one of those like I agree with what you said. Like these ring hollow a, a lot of the times. Like I think a lot of us kind of roll our eyes when we see that we stand with you, we hear you type uh, rhetoric. Um, yeah, like we just y'all show us the check. That's that's pretty much what we want to see. Um, mm-hmm. But it, the the I remember I seen the the Xbox one and I I laughed out loud because they put like African American and the black community like oh yeah what does that even mean one right <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like what what is the separation there um it's it's a little strange to me but that that shit like that will already like take me out of the game like. I'm like, oh, your guys are already starting off on your back foot. Like, it's not even, like, yeah, man, <laughs> you're not even trying. But I don't know, man. Like, I just, I really w- just want them to put more so than like money and all this stuff. Just put, you know, set set black people up for you know success in your companies. I want to see yeah. you know them developing, you know, up and coming people to replace the the top of these, uh, these boards and stuff like that, like in the, in the company, like I want to see those kind of, uh, strategies, development strategies for, for black folks in the, in the space. Cause that's really the only way it's going to change. Like you can definitely keep giving out money, like do that, but also continue to, you know, develop the people in your company to move up, not just like to move lateral and, you know, to give them, uh, honorary titles in the company and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what yeah, I'm no, taking serious. <laughs> yeah, I've also seen the statements from like YouTube and and Twitch and stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like I've been seeing people specifically retweet and be like, didn't you didn't you guys just sign fucking PewDiePie on another deal? Exactly. And like, like I want I want the actions to actually match what the fuck they're saying. Uh, to like to the public, right? Like publicly speaking, mm-hmm. because you know how many I I it's so fucking hard. I talked about when I was trying to find a Valorant key when I was trying to find a stream for Valorant, and I would find like 
one or two black streamers or streamers of color, like uh, like non-black streamers, um, trying to find a stream that was like not a white dude right. or, or you know a white person, and um, mainly because they they talked about it actually on the on uh, one of the last episodes of Spawn on Me as well of like. Because I know when I when I tune into that stream, there's a high likelihood that I'm not going to hear some fuck shit. Yep. That um, you know, they're probably going to playing with going to be playing with other cool ass people who who kind of like make the same jokes, make the same references. So I was looking for that shit, and it was it was I was having a hard time. And what I want to see from these companies is the uplifting of those voices. I want to see. The, the 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 major deals with those with those voices right. and, and we're seeing you know again like we said earlier like i saw this like really cool emotional clip of of t-pain um uh rating this one streamer's stream and that's that streamer is, is hysterical like they're, they're they're amazing they they make amazing work but he he was like signing him to i guess his uh i guess content um platform or something like that mm-hmm. and um like that's how it's happening, right? It's happening because someone like T Pain is actually going out of his way to find to, them, right. to find them, right, and uplift them because, like, that's kind of what we have to fucking do at this point. Because I was even questioning, I, I was asking, I think on the Discord or on the, I was on the stream, yeah, I was like, because I'm on Twitch too, right? Like, I, I can't prove to be like, yeah, you know, high and mighty, like I'm I'm better than everybody while I'm still using the fucking platform, right? Um, but I'm also like not making a living off this platform, <laughs> like by any means, but. I was asking, like, yo, is there any alternative to Twitch, to YouTube? And, like, I mean, outside of, like, Mixer, which also had its kind of weird things, uh, you know, depend, especially when you consider who, they, who they've been prioritizing and highlighting on their platform. And I get it, right? They're companies. They got to make money. But, um, yeah, for me, it was like, okay, it, it made me take a look at all the stuff that I'm engaged with. And, again, the same way that I've been consuming stuff – uh, on the content end, it also started to make me look at the platforms that I'm using and the platforms that I'm empowering, right? The ones that are kind of not going out of their way to give a fuck most times. And now that this shit's happening, they're like, oh, yeah, we stand with you. It's like, okay, cool. I wish you would have stood with us fucking yeah. six years we're ago. we're screaming out like, yo, this is a toxic-ass fucking place for us, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've been on here talking about how, like, you know, like you just said, like trying to find somebody who's you know, uh, not white, um, is like that, that's good. And that, you know, whatever is uh, already a hard task. And then to find, you know, if you take a step back, you find, try to find a white person that's not problematic is the hardest fucking thing in the fucking world. Like I remember finding somebody that was like, Oh, this person's actually really funny and they're making good content. And then sure enough, the second stream I joined, they were doing some problematic, uh, you know, Asian accents, and it was just like, all right, well, that was that was fun. Like, I, I don't know, man. But we've been screaming out about this, and like, you added the addition about um, you know, Call of Duty adds a screen that says Black Lives Matter, and it falls yeah. right into that, right? Like, Call of Duty is infamous for being a toxic place for black people to play in this game, and a lot of mm-hmm. I'm sure black people make up. Uh, a huge amount of their player base. Um, yeah. But yeah, you can't go a game without being called the N-word on that in that thing. You have to like mute everybody off rip. Like that's how I play at least because I don't want to hear that shit. 
Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I never, I never hop into like voice chat. I'm always like, okay, we either have a party of three of us and we're ignoring the rest of the team, yeah. or you know what I mean. Or on PC, it's it's even worse because you can't. Um, I mean, most times you can't like uh, mute the like text chat or whatever. Oh. So it's like we're doing all, we're making all these concessions. And we're asking for like the, like, I mean, I keep going back to, to Natalie, uh, Flores, shout out to Natalie, uh, like talking about how, like, we're just asking for the fucking bare minimum yep. and we can't even get that much. So like, I, I, you know, these, these screens and like before you start up a game and, and these public tweets and stuff are, are cute, but like until you start talking about these motherfuckers, like Dr. Disrespect mm-hmm. and you know, some of the shit that, that these streamers and YouTubers are doing, like. I I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And and uh, and I I think to a larger extent, a lot of us don't believe you. And it's gonna be uh, it's kind of a, a bit of a reckoning. Even even among like I mean, I've been seeing it too on the media side. Like I mean, I'll be real. I've experienced some of that shit too. And um, you know, it's it can be on the micro level. It can be on the macro level. But uh, it does feel like there's a bit of a reckoning happening right now. And I think it's fucking cool as shit because I think it's like you know, ask any. You know, a uh, black person or, uh, you know, Latinx person, Asian American, whoever, right? Even our LGBTQIA folks out there, um, they got stories. They got stories and they've got like, yeah. I'm sure they've screenshotted or, or forwarded emails to, to private email addresses and shit because we always got to collect receipts. We always got to we always got to do this, that and the third. And shit is taxing, man. It shit is taxing. and, and like, taxing. But like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think. You know, we'll see, right? Once um, all this, you know, the the eventually the news coverage is going to die down a little bit. The you know the Twitter feed is going to slow up a little bit, but we yeah, have to hold yeah. these companies to task. Like, just stay stay on, like, for lack of a better term, stay on their necks, like for real, because like, man, you, you, they can't get away with this shit anymore any longer without actually giving us stuff, like. We're not going to just take stuff for nothing anymore, especially if you're yeah. just going to volunteer the fact that you're you're doing this stuff, right? Like, no one asked you to say it, but now that you're saying yeah. it, <laughs> come on, like now yeah. now you gotta you know put your money where your mouth is or make some changes to your actual platform. Yeah, for real, for real, because like we're going to be looking right, and Facts. we're going to also be, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna continue to do what we what we usually do. But I think, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll wait and see. Um, all right, cool. Our next story is actually from our very own Chase Carter hey. uh, over at Fanbyte, for, for a piece at Fanbyte. Uh, it's called Inside Nookazon, the Troubled Animal Crossing Marketplace. Yo, have you had a chance to read this? I did. Yet? I read it earlier this week. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yo, it is it's wild. wild. <laughs> it was super so, wild. Chase did great reporting on this, man. Seriously, seriously, per huge. Yeah. Um, but the um, – so, Yeah. I'm taking this from the article. The operators of the operators of Animal Crossing Marketplace Nukazan faced community backlash last weekend for attempting to quell a surge in anti-policement uh, anti-police sentiment within their official Discord server. As members expressed their support for national police protests against the police killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and countless others, they found popular phrases like "ACAB" (All Cops Are Bastards) and "BLM" (Black Lives Matter) banned and disallowed from usernames. Um, so. This piece, without giving away everything, I think everyone should go read it. Um, is goes on to talk about this like Discord server that, by the way, now has over four hundred forty six thousand members. Um, which to me is like, why would I feel like I'm I'm closing you know I'm closing the Discord server after we hit like I don't even know no 
definitely nowhere near 400. Yeah, no, no, no. I was about to say, I don't know where you're going with that, but we're closing the gates early. (laughs) Yeah, we're at capacity. Sorry, man. Um, Yeah, so, and then also there was like, there's a Patreon that people paid a hundred bucks to support, and then they got access basically to become a mod. So you were basically paying to do free work. And there's this stories of like, the way they had to, they had like basically like quotas and the way they were, you know, not really taking things seriously in terms of things that were being reported and, uh, this wild stuff in addition to, you know, silencing, uh, folks who were trying to voice support for certain things is, you know, it was kind of the, uh, the age old keep politics out of my games argument. Um, just super bizarre and again the kind of shit we we got to continue like being smart about as as communities and and i think personally speaking identifying those things immediately and then like not engaging and moving on to something better because like uh yeah see guardy (laughs) agrees with me uh i heard him go what (laughs) um yeah like you my sort of personal philosophy, I think I've also talked about it on the show too. Like, if I see a YouTube video I don't like, I'm not going to go out of my way to comment and, and downvote or whatever. I'm just going to like move on. If there's a comment that's super sus and problematic, definitely believe I'm reporting them. But even then, the tools there are like, they're very like, they're not the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not the most useful tools in the world because they definitely blur the lines and, and, you know, fluff up the language a bit in a way that like oh i guess it's not really that that hurtful or whatever um so yeah i would say just avoid these kinds of fucking places build up the ones that are doing actual good work and uh because i think that's the way it's got to go from this point on like we can't like we talked about in the last story like we can't just believe and and continue to prop up these places and companies we gotta we gotta do them ourselves we have to do we have to make them ourselves absolutely Oh, all right. Um, cool. So our uh, our last story it was it's a super interesting one. Um, this is taken from U.S. Gamer, but uh, Paradox reaches agreement with Swedish unions for better pay, benefits, and more. So um, this was written by Matthew Olson. Uh, Swedish publisher Paradox Interactive, parent company of Paradox Development Studio, has announced that it is about to complete a collective bargaining agreement between itself and two labor unions. The agreement will introduce a formalized means of influencing employees' pay, benefits, responsibilities, and more across all Paradox locations within Sweden. Um, But yeah, they said... Still, with crunch and other labor issues endemic in the industry, there are signs that more workers see unionization as a way to combat them. The 2020 Games Developer Conference survey uh, released ahead of the now postponed event in January, showing showed groups excuse me showing um, growing support for unionization, with over half of respondents saying the games industry should unionize. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Only 23% of respondents said they think games industry's workers will end up unionized. So there's a bit of a disparity there, but it is kind of cool to see at least one company actually taking the steps and successfully taking those steps to uh, protect their workers and, and you know, do what they, they can, at least in Sweden, at least, because I think they also have a, a, a branch or whatever in, in California. But, um, yeah, I'm curious to get your, your thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, like, it, we, we've, we've definitely talked about this uh, before especially with your own situations and stuff like that um but this is super important this is big like um even if you're not like a huge fan of their games or anything like this says a lot that they are actually trying to keep their workplace happy and 
you know, at least come to something that works and is mutually beneficial for all the parties. I think that's dope. I think they need to keep going. And I think a lot more companies need to follow suit. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, this is not necessarily going to be the end all be all solution, right? But it's it's a good starting point for um, people in the, the game space. Like just to have a little bit of protection and get some more pay when while they're at it. I feel like something right, like this right. only can happen in Sweden. <laughs> I know, right? In a fucking civilized Yeah, right, nation. yeah. With the trains around there. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you, how are you feeling about like seeing that? I'm 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 hopeful, man. I'm I'm hopeful because I think, you know, now especially more than ever, I feel like we we're understanding that we when we come together, we can actually like affect real change and we can take care of each other and we can look out for one another. I think it's like, I think, I hope, right. I hope that we can continue to use this energy, not only like, you know, in, in, in service of our, you know, our fellow citizens and neighbors, but also in our workplace, you know, like these things are possible. Like these things are actually achievable. Like I I know because, you know, I've seen it up close and I'm like, I come home and talk about it with my partner. I'm like, whoa, I've like never seen this before. Or like, you know, and that has definitely it's, it's ups and downs, but it's definitely better than, than not having that, those protections uh, when you're in a union like this and stuff. So, right. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's interesting. I think, I think it's hopefully uh, a sign of things to come. I, I want, I want to see more of this. Um, you know, the, the people that make our games, they're, they're still, they're still people. They, they still deserve, um, you know, f- to be treated fairly, and uh, I'm glad that they're they're starting to take these these necessary steps, these extremely necessary steps. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, let's just jump right into questions. Uh, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to send an email directly to us at questions at the optional dot com. You can also drop them into our questions channel on our Discord, or you can record us a voice message using the Anchor app. Um, so snacks asks. If the world wasn't terrible and y'all could take your dream vacations, where would you go and what would you do? Oh yeah, I was actually just talking about this with my partner today. <laughs> we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to like uh, come up with something where we can kind of get away for a little bit and just kind of like decompress and then come back and be strong. But um, yeah, if if it wasn't you know uh, the pandemic um, right now, uh, I would probably go to Southeast Asia. Um, go back to like hmm. Thailand, Bali, Lombok area, maybe see Vietnam. Um, hmm. And, uh, you know, just be, like I, when I travel, like I like going to the places that is not super touristy. Like I, you know, if I'm welcomed, like I want to go to where the locals drink. Like I want to go, you know, that's that type of thing. That's the stuff I like to do. Um, and I got to see a bit of that when I went to Thailand. Like we got to hang out with like in a lot of like local spots and like a lot of like beaches where the locals go and stuff like that. Like I love that stuff because that's the real, the real life, right? It gives you a, um, cause when you go on vacation, you get this, um, you get kind of disillusioned. I mean, not disillusioned. There's an illusion that like everything is just perfect there. And, uh, that can be a little problematic. <laughs> um, especially when you're visiting countries that are like, you know, their economy is not as strong as, you know, the, the country that you're coming from. Um, so I always try to keep that stuff in mind and try to keep it 
more based in like kind of reality. Like, cause at the end of the day, I get to go home and people get to live there. So I like to see where people are just coming from. And that's, that's what I want to do, man. I want to, I want to travel and see uh, parts of different parts of uh, Southern Asia. Yeah. That's a, that's a great choice. Um, yeah. I, I totally agree with everything you said. Uh, I, whenever I travel, we, we try to, um, we try to live like the locals do mm-hmm. try to go to the places where locals go. We definitely steer clear of, I mean, outside of the exception of like, Oh, let's go to these yeah, temples. You want to see the stuff, this. but <laughs> you still want to see the stuff, but you also want to make time to see the real stuff mm-hmm. as, at the same time, because like you said, it, it could be this total illusion. And, you know, I, I've never been one, although recently I've been considering it cause it's just, it's been kind of weird, but I've never been one to like have, you know, uh, an all-inclusive resort. I understand. I understand that sort of thing. Right. But for me, what what travel is about for me is trying to inject myself into those cities and countries and 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 get to understand the people. And so, if if I if I could go anywhere right now, it, it's got to be some. I mean, I've Ecuador has been hit so horribly with COVID by COVID, yeah. and um, a part of me wants to go over there and like just try to do something, try to help if I could. I've also been wanting to go back to like, you know, any part of Latin America really just to, just to see it and, and, you know, um, just remind myself of its beauty. And, and, you know, so many countries in Latin America are like getting hit so hard by everything going on in the world, right. you know, that um, I just, I've been really reconnecting with that part of myself recently. And, I would want to go back and refamiliarize myself with the beauty and the people and the culture. Um, Cause I remember the last time I went, which is way too long ago, uh, we had like a tour guide and he, I remember he had us on, on like this top of this like little mountain and we, he had us all, like it was like me and my family and we all like held hands and he's like, just close your eyes and listen. And we close our eyes and listen. And like, when, when we opened our eyes, like we were all like, crying. <laughs> it was, it was like the craziest thing in the world. Cause we were all like so connected with that experience and like the land and like, you know, the history. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's tough because, you know, you, you, I, I grew up American. So I, I'm like detached from it, but I, man, I really want to, I want to go back. I just want to go back and, yeah, and re, recharge, you know, that's dope. Um, cool, cool. Thank you for that question. Amazing question. Um, Danny writes in, if you could have yourself inserted as a character in any fighting game series, which would it be? Hmm. Okay. This is a hard question, right? Because, yeah. like, I wouldn't want to say anything like Mortal Kombat because I don't want to be ripped apart constantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would probably say, like, um, uh, Smash Bros. I think that would be cool. Oh. I think that would be dope. Okay. Yeah. Not a bad choice. Smash Bros. Um. I would go uh, Tekken. Oh, that's a good one too. Because I want like you want uh, to fight a bear. <laughs> I just want to fight a fucking dude in a jaguar mask <laughs> and just juggle him in the air for like five minutes. Uh, yeah, also I think just Tekken's kind of fun. Yeah, Tekken's uh, fun. I, I like. I like. We Tekken. always have our, our good battles with Tekken. <laughs> yeah, we both suck, <laughs> and it's like who sucks less? Uh, which is yeah, more of a battle of attrition more than anything. Um, all right, cool. Mo has two questions for us this week. His first question is, uh, been thinking about Slay the Spire and its descent in style. Monster Train for some reason. Monster Train vibes with me 10 times more than Slay the Spire. It's probably actually a lot of things, but this game as a whole just feels better to play for me. Are there any games that are obviously derivative you like more than ground- 
than the groundbreaking game in the genre. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think, uh, when I think about like, just off the top of my, my head, I thought that, uh, the, um, what was that? Dauntless. I thought that it was doing some pretty cool stuff. It was, um, basically monster hunter. Uh, there's a couple other games that are in that style. I forget. There's a Japanese one, another Japanese one, I should say. Um, but it's more like anime kind of style. Um, and it's very similar. I think they're doing really good things. I don't oh, know if yeah. I like it more or so. I forgot. It, it begins with a T. Um, I know it's, it's. I know what you're yeah. talking about. I remember playing it on PS4 and being like, "Oh, this is actually pretty yeah, good." Yeah, it's good. Um, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, that thing. Let me let me see what else I can think of. Can you think of anything? I got, yeah, I got one. So, I you know I'm notoriously ignorant in the uh, the uh, Dark Souls Bloodborne mm. uh, mechanics. And one game that I fucking loved, uh, and I played all the way through was a game called Death's Gambit. Ooh, um, I talked about it a while ago and, it, and like for, for a lot of folks, they might like bounce off of it because it's like, it's basically those games, but, um, something about the world and the, the 2D platforming, it's a 2D game, I should mention. Um, and like the, the, the little bits of lore just like hit me in a way that I wasn't anticipating, but I think that had more to do with like, it being, I don't know, just different and like not hype built around it that I actually played it and was like, oh shit, like this is actually good. And then realized, and then when I played it for somebody, like, yeah, you dickhead, just go play Dark Souls. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my answer. Um, I also like, um, which I've been playing more recently, um, is, uh, Terraria over like Minecraft. Um, it's a little oh. bit easier for me to digest. Um, even though it's just as like um, deep, and you know you can dive into it as little or as much as you want, um, I don't know which one came first. I'm assuming that Minecraft came first, um, but yeah, I like I like the Terraria a little bit better. Yeah, that's that's I, I've heard great things about it. It's so it's, I keep being checked it's it good. out. Yeah, um, I've heard great things about it from you. <laughs> so yeah, I need to check that out. Um, Okay, cool. Uh, his second question is, what's a core game mechanic you didn't realize existed till way too late? Like realizing Monster Hunter World had a grappling hook like 60 hours That's in or so. hilarious. Uh, who could say? So this is actually funny because we, uh, on Mo's, Mo closed out the stream, the charity stream, the fundraising stream, I should say. Um, and we were talking about those kind of things and, and it was funny. We, we, I forget what the, it's, uh, he's playing Heat Signature. This top down, really cool, uh, like sort of action puzzle game, and um, there were some things he didn't realize he could do. That chat was like, "Yeah, you could just do this," and we were all like kind of laughing. And 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 there's something joyous about. It's kind of the reason why I like playing games blind because yeah. there's something fun about seeing somebody learn something as you're playing it with them almost. Um, but we were all joking and kind of roasting Mo a little bit for that. But and he, and he shared the same, same anecdote, but is there anything that you can think of like that you were like super far into the game and realized you could do? <sighs> not, not exactly. I'm one of those people that will pop open a game and I'll go straight to the menu. Um, <laughs> like unless the game is like really not trying to dole out that information. I, I that rarely ever happens to me. Oh, not yeah. nothing, something that I can't really think of. Um, I'm trying to... Yeah, for for me, it's usually like 
when a game gets patched and then it it adds a feature that I was like, man, where the fuck was this 40 <laughs> hours ago, bro? Like, wh- like No Man's Sky is notorious for that, where it's like, oh, now I can fucking batch craft right, things yeah. or like now I can, you know, put this thing in the refiner and walk away and like, you know, whatever. Um, that is what it usually is. I can't remember. There was, there was an example. I can't remember now. Maybe somebody listening will remember, but I remember like very recently realizing I could do something, you know, 60 hours in, oh like, oh my God, God such a moron. Hilarious, yeah. It's the worst feeling. It's the worst <laughs> fucking feeling. Uh, but it makes you better at, you know, right. everything else, If you played the game hamstrung, then why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a speed run. Absolutely. Um, all right, cool. Uh, jumping into feeling it. Feeling it is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. Fucking <laughs> okay, ice cream man. Look, it happened to me before. It happened to me before, man. He, he finally got. He finally came over to your neighborhood. <laughs> and now they're um, playing Cat de Luna. I can't. I can't. Oh my god. <laughs> I can start off in the hopes that maybe they will they will drive away. Um, so my feeling of this week, it's a show, an anime show on Netflix uh, that Natalie actually, um, shout out to Natalie DeGraffenried, uh, who was on the show a long, long time ago, um, recommended the show to me called Doro Hedoro, Doro Hedoro. It's a um, new anime on Netflix uh, with that sort of art style that I typically am not fond of, but I think it's so beautifully done in this show. It's a show about this, uh, I'm only like four or five episodes in. I watched an episode last night actually with Natalie. And, um, it, it's about this part. It's like this different world where like, um, these like, not magicians. They're like basically like wizards. They live in this like other part of society that the, that the rest of the world is, um, shut out of. So there's, you know, some very like, very clear class metaphors happening here. And uh, everyone else lives in these sort of slums that they're, where they're shut out. And these, these people from like the, the, the other society, they, they enter this world every once in a while to practice their magic and stuff. And they, they mutilate these folks and they kill them and stuff. And, and it's, it's re- revolving around two characters, one of whom has, has been a victim of that, uh, that practice and they're trying to get to the bottom and trying to get to, um, they survived. Um, I think partially, I, I haven't gotten that far yet with the help of their friend who like the other part of that duo. Um, and they're trying to like track down the person who did this to them, but also trying to like, um, you know, restore. Cause I think they can restore their bodies once the person who who is responsible is killed. So like, they're also trying to do it for that reason. But it is the wildest, most um, grotesque-looking. Everything is grimy. It's extremely violent. Like people get their limbs ripped apart. Like faces chip, like um, uh, chewed off. And it's very much like it reminds me a lot of a game that we actually liked a lot way back when called Let It Die, where it has that sort of tower imagery in there where there are people at the bottom and you have to fight your way up and everything is gross and grimy and dilapidated and like obviously has not been cleaned and who knows how long so it exists in that world which i kind of have a thing for and i think natalie told me yesterday that it's adapted from a manga that's from like the late 90s i believe 99 or something like that so 
it makes sense that the art style and the grittiness and that gross sort of grime and, and grit is a texture of this world. It feels very much, again, like that. Um, I forget what the the game director, the game designer's name is, but he's the same guy who does like, uh, God, I forget all the names of these games. Um but it's kind of like though that that style, and it's it's really fun to watch. It's extremely out there, and and kind of a a perfect way to turn your brain off nowadays and and stop from being on Twitter for for however long. It's so good. I cannot re- recommend it enough. Um, if you get a chance, check it out. Let me know what you think. But yeah, it's called Doro Hedoro, and it's on Netflix. It's really cool. That sounds good. I'm sorry uh, I couldn't like give you confirmation that I was listening because this guy <laughs> will cool. not leave in front of my house. I can't stand it. Oh uh, so I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Bear with me while. No, that's fine. Grown ass men are eating ice cream outside and they're screaming like, "Yo, yo, yo! You want a, a popsicle? What kind of cone you want? <laughs> you want ninja? <laughs> you got bubble gum in the eyeballs." Um. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I've actually been binging this show, a Netflix original called Marcella. Um, um, yeah, so it's like in the same vein as a like broad church or um, like any British cop drama where like you're following a detective around and they got to solve this murder and then it devolves into whatever. So in this story, it's a about a, um, uh, a detective that has been on leave uh for however long because of some unknown um thing that went down in her personal life uh her name is marcella blakeland or something like that and uh it opens up with her like in a bathtub covered in dirt and blood and then it does like a tarantino thing where it like goes back in time like 12 hours earlier and it just shows you what would happen so Five years earlier, there was a bunch of serial killer. No, it was like 11 years earlier. It was like a serial killer was murdering people in this very specific way. He was like binding them by their ankles and hands, like behind their backs, and then smothering them with like a plastic bag. And it's pretty dark. Um, but now in 2016, it's happening again. And she thinks that she has the the guy that they that got away the last time. Like she had a suspect, so she's obsessed with this guy and like trying to figure it out. And it goes through all that stuff. And it's a, such a good like little drama because she also has like this problem where she'll just kind of black out and like end up, you know, in a sticky situation where you know she'll be like getting into a fight with her husband and she'll hit him. And like she has no recollection of doing this type of thing, so yeah, it's, it it gets pretty like uh, dark with that. But they have like early Francis Poe is in this show, um, which is like cool to see. Like Who, who's Francis? She Poe? was in, um, I think she's in the new like uh, Black Widow movie that's coming out. She was in Midsummer. She was like the main girl in Midsummer. Oh, okay, uh, okay, yeah, 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 she's she's very good, and she's good in this show too. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's a it's a good uh, if you like British cop dramas, I think you'll you'll dig it. Um, they're really good, super dark. But if you like like Luther or something like that, it's, it's very similar to that. Big Luther, or Little Luther. 
I should also say, uh, last night I watched uh, the first episode of Betty. Uh, oh yeah, yo, nice. Did you like that? It? Shit is amazing, bro. It's like right. It's good. It's definitely like for everybody, but it hits especially hard for like if you grew up in New York or if you like have friends mm-hmm. and family like in the city and shit like that. Like there, there were characters. I, I watched that also with Natalie. Like there were characters where I was like, "Yo, I fucking know this guy." Like the guy mm-hmm. who's um, selling like fake Supreme teas and shit. Like. Oh my god! I know three of him. You know, what I, mean? I I could like go and like, call them and hang out with them right now. If they, and they would probably try to sell me some shit. Um, Facts. Yeah, it, it is so. It is so like even uh, the women that are like the main characters, yeah. they're all so good and like very distinct yeah. people you've met like before. Like I know all of those women yeah. at some fo- point in my life. Like you know, especially in New York. Like you know the the model chick. She's yeah. like my favorite. She's so so funny and cool man. yeah it, it's a nice it's, it's cool it's a nice heartwarming story of like folks you know like the sort of uh coming of age kind of thing but it's also mm-hmm. yeah it's just super like necessary for me right now so i'm definitely gonna keep watching that show it's so good yeah um all right cool man before we wrap up the show uh how can the people find you online uh, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram if you'd like uh, at Kathy Can't Lose C A P I C A N T L O S E. Uh, what about you, man? Uh, I'm at Polymayo P O L I M S N Mario A Y O. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and and follow me on Twitch, man. I'm I'm actually one follower oh, yeah. away from two hundo. What so, uh, already? Yeah, two hundred no. followers. I know. I don't know why people are tuning in. I I, I kind of wanted it to just be the five people who always watch. And everyone else, you know what? Don't follow me. I don't want anyone else. <laughs> We're at capacity. Um, no, That's but it's, it's been it's been fun. So so tune in if you can. Um, all right. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions or comments, send them over to questions at the-optional.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can also send us questions to our Discord if you want to in, in our questions channel. You can find all that stuff over at theoptionalpodcast.com. You can also sign up to our newsletter there, which I highly recommend. Our guy Chase works his ass off on it, and it's so good, so good. Um, Please be sure to subscribe also. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify. Um, We're on pretty much most podcast catchers, so please follow us. And also, if you can, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Yo, (laughs) we have gotten some uh, amazing... (laughs) You're right. (laughs) We have gotten some amazing reviews lately, and super special thank you to everybody who's been uh, writing those reviews i'm reading every single one of those uh so i really really appreciate those it really helps spread the word and if you like the show i want to help even more uh, it feels weird to say right now but you can help us uh by hitting the little supporter button on our anchor profile you can give us as low as a dollar a month just think yeah. about it like a little tip jar for us it really does go a long way it helps us pay for a lot of things that we have to do behind the scenes so you know super special thank you to mark charlie suhai Bree, john michael murray jesse and billy for being a part of that super s- exclusive club we appreciate yeah. you we uh, thanks for yeah thanks for helping us keep these lights on um, as always, we are the uh, Optional NYC on Twitter. If you want to keep up with us on there, please do so. And our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. Shout to Levi. You can find him on Twitter at underscore L-E-V-I-P-A-C-K. So until next time, everyone, peace. Peace. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe.